This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to the Fly the W670 The Score podcast. This is Season 1. It is Episode 19, and this one we are calling it the saddest sweep. We never thought we'd be so sad to see the Cubs take two games as they sunk the Pirates at Wrigley Field, but it also probably, Crowley, the end of an era as Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras have probably played their last games for the Cubs over at the friendly confines. They are on a plane. They are out west. They're resting comfortably in a nice San Francisco Bay Hotel as the Cubs and Giants are squaring off out west. A four-game series. The first game will be Thursday night. You can listen to it on 670 The Score. Another stupid four-game series. <laughs> Another bunch of night games. Cue really... up. Cue up. And, uh, and I, I hate it. As a guy who gets up at 2.30 in the morning, Crowley, <laughs> A Sunday night baseball game on the West Coast. I hate Sunday night baseball. I hate Sunday night football, and I hate Sunday night baseball. Well, as you know, the Cubs are now on a six-game winning streak. Uh, they are 40-57, and 57, and the Giants have had a very disappointing season. And right now we're catching them at the right time because they have lost their last seven. So they're 48-50. and 50. They're... Uh, 17 games behind the Giants, and this was a team last year that was, and that that went toe to toe with the mighty Dodgers all year, and and this year, like I said, uh, 17 and a half games back, they're not really close. So this these, this is one of those teams that you take a look at, and you have to ask yourself the question: Are they going to be buyers and sellers because of the added wild card situation? They're only three games out of a wild card spot. Yeah, there's so many teams right now, Crowley, that are in the mix um, and in the wild card contention. I, I wonder if the trade deadline is a little bit too early, if teams won't be willing to sell. And depending on how you look at it, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Also, the uh, Cubs are going to miss uh, Carlos Rodon in this series. And I don't know if you saw the uh, the videos floating around where he uh, kicked a bat in disgust and almost took the knee out of one of his teammates in the uh, Giants dugout. Yeah, and, and I saw the video afterwards. He felt absolutely awful. Rodon was a guy that I really wanted the Cubs to sign in the offseason. It was $20 million. And here's the thing about Rodon. He always gets injured, but the Cubs have plenty of payroll uh, room to play with. So if you would have done that one year, 20 million, I would have gone one year, 25 million. 
and he's been an all-star the first half. Obviously, a bad start in the second half. But he's uh, going the wrong way, Crowley. He always does. I, you know, I rarely disagree with your Cubs' opinions, but that one I'm going to disagree with. I don't want Rodon anywhere near the Chicago Cubs, especially for 20 or 25 million. God bless him for getting it. He's worked his ass off. He's had his ups. He's had his downs. He's rehabbed. But the guy always, always ends up getting hurt and wearing down. What we knew, Dustin, though, going into this season is this was going to be a flip, a flipping kind of season where you sit there and you got Miley and Smiley and all these guys that you knew you were going to flip, okay? And so if you're telling me sign Carlos Rodon five years, $140, $50 million, no, no way would I do that because of his injury history and because he, he hasn't pitched enough to have enough innings and he starts fatiguing at the end. But if all you need is a really good half a season – I wonder what kind of prospects you could have gotten for Carlos Rodon. Okay, that, that might change my opinion on a little bit, if you put it that way. But I, I just, yeah. yeah no, way, no way long term, but if all it was was one year, and like I said, the Cubs are 15th in payroll, they have plenty of money. That Money's not an issue. And so what you didn't want to do is sign like a, a guy to a massive multi-year deal that's going to be injured. And, and, and again, we talked about this before. I expect the Cubs to start getting good in 2024. So, you know, I, I think that... He, it wouldn't have held anyone back. You would have traded him just like you were going to try to trade, like you're going to try to trade Smiley. And Wade Miley is going to make a rehab start this weekend, which puts him on the table for a possible trade. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, let's see what he can do. Uh, he's going to start down in South Bend, and uh, you know, let, let's see what happens. The Cubs take on the Giants in San Francisco on Thursday. That would be 8.45 Central Time. You can catch the Cubs game on the score, as uh, Matt Spiegel likes to sing. Um, but you have your first start here, Justin Steele, 4-6 and six with a 4.02 ERA and 81 Ks. Going against Alex Wood, who's had a disappointing season at 6-8, and eight, 4.21 ERA, 96 Ks. The, the Giants have not seen much of Steele, and the Cubs have not seen much of Alex Wood. Uh, Wilson Contreras has seen him seven times with 286 batting average, but you know who knows how many at bats he hits. Ian Happ seven times 286 batting average. So both of them have seen him the same amount of times, hit the same amount of uh, off of him, and probably may not get to have an at bat against him. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see the, the at bats. Um, this this is a series, Crawley. I'm a little concerned about. Um, it's a four gamer. I'm thinking. Two and two, best case scenario. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm hoping for the best. I, I'm just, you know, I am just waiting on pins and needles to find out where Contreras is going, where Hap is going, where Robertson's going, and then what they're getting back in return. That's really where my attention is at as we approach this four game series. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when you look, though, at Justin Steele, his last start, he had a really good start against Philadelphia. He went, he didn't go that deep. He didn't have his best stuff, but he, you know, five innings, he gave up one earned run. So let's see if he can, you're looking for more of those six, seven inning starts out of him. So that, that that's what I'm hoping for, looking at Justin Steele. And, and, and again, this is good experience for these guys going out to the West Coast, doing that swing and, 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 uh, trying to be ready to the time change and all that stuff that makes it not that fun to pitch uh, in San Francisco. 
Absolutely, it's going to be a great experience. As you mentioned, the, the Giants are still in contention. They're they're a pretty good team. They're they're in the wild card mix. So this is a good. This is kind of like making the playoffs, like the Bulls, and, and facing the Milwaukee Bucks, and just trying to win a game and just getting that experience in a game on national TV under the lights on the four letter network on Sunday night. All these things will eventually help this young pitching staff. Yeah, and, and, and so that'll be good. And then you got the second game of the series where you have Marcus Stroman going for the Cubs. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And the Stroh Show has really kind of come to town lately. We, we've seen everything that he's done as far as um, since coming back, and, and now he's kind of building up the arm strength a little bit. Uh, the last time out against the Phillies, uh, he looked really strong. I think he went into the seventh inning on that one, but six innings pitch on the uh, box score, five hits with only one earned run. He hasn't given up a, you know, he gave up a run against the Mets on seven, 16, and 4.1 innings. And against the Dodgers, he only went four innings, but gave up zero runs and only two hits. So this is a start that you're definitely looking to see if he takes that next step and see if he can get six, seven innings under his belt and again, continue to pitch as well as he's been pitching. Yep, he's building up. He's definitely headed in the right direction. So, again, the first two pitchers going in this series, definitely a reason to keep your eye and ear on the Chicago Cubs. Right. So they're facing Alex Cobb, who's 3-4, and 426 ERA, 74Ks. The only Cub that's ever seen him is Jan Gomes. So not a lot of experience against him. Uh, against Stroman, uh, you know, Tommy Lestella's seen him eight times. Jock Peterson, nine times, both former Cubs. Jock's 333 against Stroman, so kind of something to kind of keep your eye on on that game for game two. But, again, looking looking for some length out of Stroman in this start and taking that next step. And what do we got for game three, Crowley? Game three, a 805 Central start in San Francisco. Drew Smiley, 3-5, 393 ERA, 43 Ks versus Jacob Junis. Four and two with the 298 ERA, 44 Ks. In this game right here, uh, the the you don't have a lot of Giants with experience against Smiley, and same on the other side against Jacob Junis. But we know that Jan Gomes has had 14 at bats, but only a 214 batting average. Most of the other team hasn't seen him. And Drew Smiley is is you know with all the talk about Wilson and all the talk about um, Ian Happ and David Robertson. You take a look here, you're starting to see now that uh, Drew Smiley has quietly put together some good starts lately. Yeah, he did. A couple good starts, and and maybe there's enough time for him to get teams interested in what he might be able to add to a roster as, again, August 2nd, Tuesday, we're going to hit that trade deadline. Right. I mean, when you talk about what – I mean, the one thing that you need to get yourself over the the edge there is starting pitching, and uh, this works to the Cubs' favor. There's just not a lot of it out there. You know, Luis Castillo is obviously the big name that everybody's talking about from Cincinnati. Good riddance. Don't want to see him anymore in the NL Central. But, uh, you know, the last couple starts have looked all right for Drew Smiley. Against the Mets, he went four innings. He gave 4.1 innings, gave up one earned run. Against the Phils last time out, he went six innings. He gave up one earned run. 
So if the Cubs are going to get anything out of him, this is this is out of all the. I mean, obviously we want to watch and see Strowman and we want to see uh, Justin Steele and all that. But this start with Drew Smiley may be the impo- most important of the four because this is his last kind of real audition before that trade deadline hits. That's a great, great point by you. Absolutely, and I couldn't agree more. This is really important for him, for the Cubs' future. Um, and now we move Crowley into my favorite, Sunday Night Baseball, <laughs> Under the Lights, four-letter network. Uh, by that point, I will uh, be into my cups as I am driving to Canada on Sunday, I'm going to leave it about 2.30 in the morning Chicago time and hope to make it to my final destination by about 2.30 uh, East Coast time. So I got about a 12-hour car ride with the uh, with the Famille. Uh, hopefully, like I said, uh, you know, you can keep both eyes on the road and listen to the Fly the W podcast wherever you stream podcasts. And uh, hopefully you have, a, you have a good trip. Uh, with Adrian Sampson so far, he's going to be starting that last game of the series um, and he just, what, what do you say, Mr. Reliable? You know what I mean? It, it's, it's fantastic. Adrian Sampson, 0-1 with the 320 ERA, 26Ks. We are going to see Carlos Rodon on Sunday night baseball. Unless, did they, did they say he's not pitching? Uh, they didn't say he wasn't, but I still think I, I would be. Listen, for for the purposes of what I do on the radio, bring it, right? I, I want, I would love, I would love the Cubs to rough up a Carlos Rodon and watch him have another little pity party for himself in the dugout. So yes, I I, I, I don't think he's going to pitch. I hope he pitches, and I hope the Cubs absolutely pound him. Uh, he was an All Star, eight and six with a three eighteen ERA, one hundred and forty eight Ks, and so. Um... You know, only Tommy Lastella has seen Adrian Sampson, so the Giants haven't seen him at all. And for the Cubs, you you have a couple guys, Jan Gomes with a 125 batting average against Carlos Rodon. And after that, not a lot. Wilson Contreras, seven at-bats, 286. We don't anticipate Wilson's in this game. But um, Adrian Sampson is, is, you know, just like I said, he's just been somebody that I've been looking at and just saying, my God, like, you know, so against the Pirates, he goes seven innings. He gave it up six hits, two earned runs. Against the Mets, he went 5.1 innings, six hits, two earned runs. Against Baltimore, uh, 5.1 innings, six hits, three earned runs. Every day. Every day you would take that in a number five starter. Sure, absolutely. All right, Crowley, you heard me say it earlier. It's prediction time. I've got the Cubs going two and two in this one. Again, I'm saying glass half full, but uh, – um, I, as I will always say against the better teams, and especially if Carlos Rodon throws on Sunday, please just don't get swept. I'm, I'm very confident in a 2-2 split. I think, uh, I, I think, you know, it's tough always going out to San, San Francisco. You know the, the time change, how difficult that is, and it's a weird ballpark, and sometimes the ball doesn't carry very well, and, and it, it, it's a tough one. you got that big outfield, but I, I – it seems to me like the pitching staff is clicking at the right time. Um, I, I think it's, it's hard to predict this series because we don't know, A, how long these guys, whether it's uh, Drew Smiley, whether it's uh, Wilson, whether it's Ian, whether it's David Robertson, how much these guys are going to play or if they're even going to be on the team. So making a prediction is hard, so I'll just go with the, with the safe bet on this one as a split. All right, Crowley, you've got the split. I've got the split, and uh... – Let's hope that uh, we get some news, I guess, the sooner the better, if uh, it is, in fact, the end of an era for Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ as Chicago Cubs. So that's a wrap. Season 1, Episode 19 is in the books, and we called this one the saddest of sweeps. 
You can follow us at on our socials on Facebook, Fly the W, on Instagram and Twitter at Fly the W670, and email us with any questions, comments, or suggestions at flythew670 at gmail.com.